Everybody, this is the Hockey Dudes. Just got done watching the Blue Jackets get absolutely slaughtered by the Detroit Red Wings. The Detroit uh, Red Wings, excuse me, as broadcasted by Fox Sports Ohio. It's all right. I've made plenty of mistakes in my radio production day. Uh, I would have definitely, definitely have made that mistake on that graphic. Yeah, the Red Wings got that goal, and the the little scoreboard said, uh, scorebook said Red Wings. Weems? Anyway, it was a stupid night. That was a bad night by the Jackets. They definitely did not play good at all during that game. Honestly, that completely shattered my expectation. I really thought that they would come out and um, play a lot better, but that wasn't, I, I thought they'd, I thought they'd play good. I thought they'd play hard. I thought they would come out with a energy and a want to continue this winning streak early on in the season, kind of prove some people wrong. I was proven wrong because that's not what they did. They came out and they looked flat and the Red Wings credit them fast team. They're fast as balls, man. They were flying all over the place. They absolutely gave the jackets no time and space to do anything offensively. It was just a choppy game. It's one of those games. You you know, it's not going to be good when you just see the puck is just, it just feels like you're watching your own team play and the puck is just bouncing everywhere not like whenever your team has the puck offensively it's just like bouncing like all the passes are just bouncing over players sticks and uh, there's never enough time to get going once players catch passes because the defenders right in their face it's just a really frustrating game to watch as a Blue Jackets fan they get completely outshot it started that way early on in the game that trend continued the Jackets didn't get their first shot on the on net till like um, seven or eight minutes into the first period. But at that point, the Red Wings had already had eight shots. And, you know, I just, I was disappointed. I was really disappointed in the Blue Jackets tonight. Can't say it enough. Final uh, shot counter is the Red Wings 39 and, and the Blue Jackets 21. I already saw some people saying on Twitter, I'm glad that the Red Wings scored those last two goals because it it made the score more realistic to what the game was. That's Blue Jackets fans being completely honest, man. They they don't want this team to kind of walk away with this game with any moral victory. They got absolutely pumped tonight. There was there was nothing good that I saw out of the game. The only good thing I I really can say is uh Corpusalo. Corpusalo obviously played his nuts off. He kept us in the game for the longest time ever. A guy that was posting a, a 95% save percentage on all those shots. I guess you can say he finished off 
uh, 35 of 37. He blocked 35 of 37 shots. So really good game by Corpusalo. A game that's going to get tallied against him as a loss. But sh- uh, surely was not his fault. Again, I can't stress that enough. That that game was not Jonas Corpusalo's fault. The Jackets completely let them down offensively. Boone Jenner, of course, got the one-time Jackets goal. It was late in the third period, about seven minutes left, six, seven minutes left in the third period. Jackets run a power play. Voracek snapped it down to Boone Jenner. Boone Jenner goes nice backhand shelf over Thomas Grice. And, you know, that's the other thing, too. I will credit Thomas Grice. He is a guy that's on a huge win streak. I think he. I think they said he's won his last, like, 10 games that he started. So just an incredible game by Grice. And the Red Wings look like a legitimate team. They look like a a, a team that can actually do some damage this year. You got to be really excited if you're a Red Wings fan. Let's see what let's see what I can get on Thomas Grice's uh, uh, final game log here. Thomas Grice has gotten. I'm not gonna say he's won. What is going on here? I do. I got this correct. He's won. Four straight games, and he's gotten points in six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He's gotten points in ten straight games for the Red Wings, so he's a very good goaltender. And because of that, I think this team is going to be really good because the other guy they got is Alex Nedeljkovic, who was a an incredible pickup by the Red Wings, considering the fact that he carried the Carolina Hurricanes to the playoffs when Peter Mrazek definitely wasn't showing up and James Reimer was kind of playing like a trash can. The Red Wings are stacked, man. They are. They really are. Uh, Roslovic hit Lucas Raymond late in the game. Raymond came out. Jackets somehow got a, a power play out of that interaction. It was because Dylan Larkin was skating around throwing punches again. Dylan Larkin, he does need to control that, by the way. I understand... The penalty that he took against Tampa Bay was because he was sucker punching people. But that was a little bit understandable because he took a cross check to his neck and he had taken a cross check to his neck against Dallas the year before and it caused him to wear a neck brace for eight eight, uh, weeks and he lost feeling in his arms or something for a couple days. It was a crazy thing that that, that, that that's even a thing. So I understand that Dylan Larkin's, you know, playing with a a little bit of caution, caution when it comes to his neck. But I mean, this guy's just legitimately just throwing punches out of out of the air. It's it's quite it's quite wrong to see, honestly. Like it kind of made me a little mad. But then again, uh, Jack Roslovic did, I think, give Lucas Raymond, who is their prized rookie forward and who got his first goal tonight. Congrats to him. Uh, I wish another rookie would have gotten his goal tonight, Igor Chinakov, but, you know. guess you can only wish for so much as a Blue Jackets fan, you know. Good job for the Red Wings. Congrats to the Red Wings. They are long deserving of this success. I I know they are a franchise that has been starving for success. They've been playing in that Little Caesars arena for so long, and they just haven't gotten any, any success, so... Glad that they are finally going to be a team that can maybe have a cup contender. I'd like that to be the case. Trust me. I don't want the Blue Jackets to have just lost to some stinkhole Red Wing team. I want this Red Wing team to be very, very good. I want them to make the playoffs. I want them to, you know, make some noise in the Atlantic division. It looks like it's going to be wide open. 
considering the fact that the Canadians are sure sure trash. The Canadians are very bad. They lost five nothing tonight. And yeah, they're 0 and 4. They lost 5 nothing to the Sharks who are 2 and 0. So, just an interesting game overall. Again, it's the first loss of the season, so I'm not going to sit here and and I guess say that the season's over. It was just frustrating. It was just frustrating. And I actually I'm uh, reading some of your Twitter responses. I asked what is the most disappointing part of tonight's loss. I'm going to let you guys chime in here. Uh this first comment that I saw on that was Corpy being a brick wall tonight was the most disappointing part. Yeah, I mean yeah, I mean I I'm going to get I'm going to credit myself here. I've always believed and for those who have followed this podcast and been listening, I have always believed that that Corpy or Elvis could be this team's number one goalie. Now, for some reason, I mean, not just for some reason. I think the team wins more with Elvis and that. But Corpy has just kind of stepped aside and let Elvis take it. I thought Corpy would put more of a fight to be a number one goalie in the NHL, but he hasn't. He's kind of let Elvis just have that spot, even though Corpy's been here much longer than Elvis. Um, but yes, I've always thought Corpy could be a number one goaltender. I thought he plays good enough. He plays consistent enough. And even he even caught me off guard because with the contract thing that happened to Elvis, him getting a bigger contract this offseason than than Corpusalo with uh, Elvis getting the first two starts of the season. I just I really started to believe that, wow, and there must be a difference between Elvis and Corpy. But then Corpusalo just put up a vintage performance tonight where he just comes in and just plays solid, gives up two goals. Overall, Blue Jackets goalies three really good goalie performances so far this year. It's not like we've seen a crap performance. This was really the first crap performance on the offensive side as well. I thought even though they only got two goals in that game against uh, Seattle, they, they, they did get goals and I felt like they were hounding Seattle in other ways tonight. Even if the blue jackets would have somehow won that game, I still would have said that the offense looked like crap for most of the game. So that was a disappointing part is that the offense couldn't show up for Corpus Allo, who had played such a good game. And honestly, he continues to win the trust of Jackets fans. Jackets fans, they don't get worried when they see Corpus Allo is in the net. You know, they, they are glad that he's still getting a chance to play here. And he certainly earned it. The guy's been a, a, a solid number two goalie for this club for, uh, you know, two regimes under Bobrovsky and Merz Lincoln's. And I will say it is funny. Corpusalo definitely put on his best Sergei Bobrovsky impression there at the end of the game. And I don't know if this was fatigue. I don't know why this happens, but Sergei Bobrovsky used to do this where it just always looked like Bob had no idea where the puck was, no matter like how simple the play was, no matter how long or how quickly the guy had gotten it off his stick, how long the puck was on one guy's stick. He could literally be holding it. And the guy could shoot it at Bobrovsky. And Bobrovsky would look the complete opposite direction and still somehow whack the puck out of the air. And then, like, not know where the rebound is and just throw his stick. 
That is exactly what Corpy. I felt like. I felt like Corpy. I felt like we were one second away from Corpy just giving a total stick chuck. That would have been. I would have loved that. If we would have gotten a Corpy stick throw tonight, I would have been in love with this game. I would have actually loved the way that the. I would have probably got on this mic and I would have probably said the Jackets played with a lot of heart tonight, just from that. Because I love that. I love when goalies don't know what's going on, so they just throw their sticks in the air, just hoping to knock the puck. Kind of like what Matthew Kachuk did the other night when the puck was sailing out of bounds, and he put a stick in the air and knocked it to keep it back in play, and then he got a two-minute penalty for interference. That was hilarious. It really impressive, and honestly kind of soft of the refs to give Kachuk a penalty on that. But, no, anyway, that was a that was a very disappointing part in tonight's game. Um, yeah, without a doubt. Somebody else said uh, another disappointing part in tonight's game was a lack of grit and physicality when playing from behind. Gotta want it more. I I completely agree with that. That was Edgar Allan Joe at at the status crow. Edgar Allan Joe at the status crow. Love that. No, I mean I completely agree with that. Yeah, there was a there was a lack of yeah really determination. I mean I don't know if it was because you'd played. You had coasted through 50 minutes of that game just getting by with the score still being tied. It, it may have led you to believe that you were going to get that goal eventually. Like, wow, the Red Wings have put up 40, 40 shots now at this point. We haven't given up any goals. Doesn't look like Corby's going to give up anything tonight. We can kind of take our time here to get this goal. I wish there would have been a lack of urgency when the Jackets were tied in that game. It just felt like even in that third period, Something wasn't clicking. I don't know if that says more on Larson or, you know, maybe Boone Jenner needs to wa- to, to be a vo- voice in that locker room and, and rile up the team. I don't know if Voracek needed to rile up the team. Just some of these vocal leaders needed to get the boys going. But, yeah, there was absolutely no spark in that third period. Really, at any point, I think it was just an overall lackluster three periods of hockey out of the Blue Jackets, and they paid the price for it. They got their ass kick tonight against the Detroit Red Wings. So the wings, the the Detroit Red Wings. So yeah, just an overall sad performance out of that. I totally agree. Just a, uh, just a lack of grit and a lack of really any, any sort of sense of urgency. Uh, the other person, this is full frontal stupidity at TM. The rev said passing was the most disappointing part in tonight's loss. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of the thing. I feel like when your team is not getting anything done offensively, it just feels like they're just passing the puck around and it's just bouncing everywhere. You know what I mean? Do you kind of know what I mean? I mean, I guess that can happen in a win, too. There's really nothing. Maybe there is. It just feels like, yeah, it just felt like the Jackets weren't connecting on passes. I mean, that's an obvious credit to the Detroit Red Wings. They they came in and, and they were on the four check hard and disrupted a lot of passing lanes and didn't allow the Jackets to establish anything in the offensive zone. They were playing good on the half boards. Jackets couldn't cycle it up to the the defensemen who were the Jackets expect to get a lot of goals out of guys like Jake Bean, Zach Orensky, Adam Boquist. We expect to score a lot of goals out of those guys this year, and the Jackets just couldn't get the puck up to them. Um, another person said, not the goaltending, everything else in high heaven stunk. Uh, somebody else said, aside from Marwenski, our defense looks terrified of one of the worst teams in the league. I, I'm going to disagree with that take. I don't think the Red Wings are one of the worst teams in the league. I think the Red Wings are 
gonna for sure be either right where the jackets are or better. And and you know, people will obviously say, well, Hayden, the jackets are one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, you know, touche. But I mean, I'm saying that that's their that's their floor. What the Jackets are through three games is kind of what I, I I think the the Red Wings' floor is. They've played a good three games of hockey. They've played good enough to beat the Bolts. They that was a crazy game where the Lightning scored four goals in like six minutes to get back into the game. But you know they were beating the Tampa Bay Lightning. They beat the Vancouver Canucks and they beat the shit out of the Jackets tonight. So there's really no part of me that sits here and says. You know the Jackets lost to a bad hockey team. I don't, I don't look at it like that. So that's uh, I'll you know stuff that one away. Um, but yeah, other than that, again, I I'm looking forward to hearing what what Brad Larson's explanation for that game was. But you know, just throw it in the can. Just throw it in the can. Okay, you you've already got your two wins for the month of October. That's that's really all I thought the Jackets would get. I thought, if anything, any other points, it would be just a bunch of overtime losses or whatever. And, you know, the Jackets have stacked two wins here in the first week of the season. And now they're in week two of the season. They turn their heads to the New York Islanders, who are getting ready to play. They're still looking for their first win, I believe. The New York Islanders are yet to get theirs. Let me just confirm that for you. Yeah, they're 0-2. They're being the Blackhawks for nothing. So they'll be fine. I don't know if that means anything on, on you know, for the Islanders' point of view because the Blackhawks have been one of the most garbage teams in the league this year. That At least the Blue Jackets didn't have Chicago Blackhawk expectations and have came out playing the way the Chicago Blackhawks have played. I know there are still a lot of people that are extremely frustrated with the way that Seth Jones is playing out there. And, yeah, at least from a Jackets perspective – you know, I guess it could be worse for right now. Just one game, just one game. It, it is still discouraging that they looked so bad as they did. It, it, I guess it would feel a little bit better if the Jackets would have played harder. No, actually, I feel like it'd feel a lot bit better if the Jackets would have played a little bit harder. And you could have just chalked it up to, well, Thomas Grice had 45 saves tonight. Um, that would feel a lot better. I, I will admit that. But... I mean, hey, maybe this is what this team is. Maybe this team, you know, I think likely this is what this team's going to be. A team that's going to struggle for offense, I guess, and, you know, not be able to connect on passing lanes and be the same old jackets that we've seen for years and years and years. I sure hope that's not the case. I sure hope that this was, you know, an enigma. You know, I, I, I hope that what I saw out of the jackets in the first two games is more what they're going to be. Now that we're out of those two games, it turns out that those opponents that the Jackets faced in the first few games, in the Yotes and the Kraken, not not that good. Again, the Yotes got absolutely bundled last night against the St. Louis Blues, and the Seattle Kraken just lost another game to the New Jersey Devils, who are 2-0. So things trending the wrong way. Right now, in in early parts of week two, if you're the Columbus Blue Jackets, but you know, one week into the season, again, you're two and one. So, just take that with a grain of salt. You know, pack your bags, get back home, focus on the New York Islanders, and go go beat the crap out of your first metropolitan opponent of the year. That would that would instantly. Uh, 
I, I you had the Jackets have to get up for that one, right? The Jackets have to get up for that one. I, I would like to think that they're not a team that's just packing it in for the year and just saying, hey, we know we're not a playoff team. Let's win a couple games here and there just to get our confidence and, you know, just to get each other good contracts and, you know, let's at, let's stack some points for ourselves. But this team's going nowhere. I'd like to believe that they don't believe that. I'd like to believe that they believe that they can be a playoff team. And I want to see that desperately. But nothing that I saw out of the Jackets tonight was very good. Other than, like I said, Jonas Corposalo. I thought he played really well. And you know, I thought, you know, another guy that we were talking about in the pregame was Igor Chinakov. He played his first NHL game. Had a really good chance in that first period where he got stuffed right on the doorstep by Thomas Grice. And I would have liked to seen him get more involved in the offense. I thought the power play that he was on with Cole Sillinger, that was actually some of the best out of the jackets that we saw on the power play tonight. The power play is hot. The power play is hot. They did they did get their one goal on the power play. And um, as long as the jackets most recent goal is on the power play, I'm going to sit here and say the PP has been looking good. And the power play has been looking good. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that. And you can't take that away from me because the Jackets scored on their last one. So I I saw a lot of people tweet and bring up the fact that Cole Sillinger wasn't in the game hardly at all that third period. I have no idea what happened with that. I hope the media asked Brad Larson what was going on. Why wasn't Cole Sillinger in the game? Um, frankly... I don't know. I, I don't know why that would have been. Maybe Brad Larson was trying to send him a message. I hope that's not the case. I hope Brad Larson isn't that coach. I thought he wasn't that coach, but then again, Cole Sillinger is just such a young player that maybe if the game tonight was moving too fast for him, then I can understand sitting him out. And I'm not going to sit here and criticize that move. Again, it's just one regular season game. It's not the end of the world for the Jackets, but... Yeah, got some things to clean up and some things that need to be fixed before you turn around and, and host the New York Islanders, simply put. And I'm looking forward to seeing the changes. Hopefully there are some. It'll probably be Elvis uh, back home. So as long as Elvis is in the net, I believe. I believe. I mean, I also believe Corpy's in the net. But you just saw the Jackets waste a performance out of Corpy, a hell of a performance. No offense Good performance by Corpy. Couldn't do anything for him. Got beat by a faster Red Wings team. Red Wings are good. The PP's looking good for the Jackets. That's about all I have to say. Season's still intact. Season's still intact. So let's not get too discouraged here. All right. Jackets play the Islanders on Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, tell your dog. Don't let the sound of your own wheels drive you crazy.
open up, I'm climbing in. So take it easy.